The Raiders quickly shift their attention from Cliff Kingsbury to Luke Getze, the next offensive coordinator position of the Silver and Black. That plus a whole lot more comes up on Monday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for February 5th, 2024. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders. Win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Just win. your team Just every win. day. Just win. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. As always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, thank you so much. Appreciate that. Also appreciate my man Ari. He does a great job each and every day making sure we're on YouTube. We're looking good and we're sounding good. So hit him up on Twitter at Ari Produces. You can hit me up as well at your boy Q254. And of course, we've got the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line 707 654 Four six nine three. Plenty of people hit me up over the weekend and say, Q, what's that number? Give me that number one more time. I got something to say. 707-654-4693. Your calls and texts will come up in segment number three. And please believe there's plenty of feedback to get to uh, based off of everything that happened over the weekend when it comes to the silver and black. And segment number two, as the Raiders shift their attention from Cliff Kingsbury as the potential next offensive coordinator to Luke Getze, we'll revisit a conversation that I had with Courtney Cronin from ESPN who covers the Bears. That gives us a little bit of an idea of what Luke Getze could bring to the table as the offensive coordinator, as that looks like that's going to be the direction that the Raiders go now with their OC position. So you hear that in segment number two. We'll talk about Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator. Then here in segment number one, news and notes of the day. And, of course, the news and notes all have to do with the offensive coordinator position. We'll jump right into it after I tell you about the title sponsor, which is FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. And off top, before we even jump into the news and notes, I just want to be fully transparent. I'm recording this uh, early on Sunday, as many of you know that have been listening to this show for many years now. Uh, this is Super Bowl Radio Row Week. So this is a crazy, crazy week for me. Super busy and uh, spending all day Sunday into the late night really preparing for uh, Media Row. Normally, I'm I'm traveling because it's not you know anywhere near me it's like last year it was in phoenix the year before that it was in la and just so on and so forth this year with it being in las vegas it's still as busy as ever so uh, i had to record this episode really early on sunday just so i could start to prepare for radio row and i'll also say this there could be a time this week that maybe the show gets up a little bit later than normally it would. Again, it's just because of the craziness of uh, Media Row. I want to say it's Radio Row, but now it's actually extended to Media Row where there's podcasts, there's TV, there's just so many different outlets out there. So pretty much everything that you'll get all week long here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast will come live from Media Row. So it'll be late night. I'll probably be the last guy in the in the Mandalay Bay Convention Center uh, recording these shows, but that's okay, right? And so whatever I could bring to the table, whatever I get throughout the course, course of the week I'll bring to the podcast so it's always a fun week but it's always a, a, a week where my hair is on fire so just uh, uh, deal with me I do appreciate it again Super Bowl week is like the Catalina wine fest for me right <laughs> it's like it is the is the mecca of all meccas when it comes to covering the NFL but it's an exciting week so let's go ahead and jump into the news and notes of the day I was sitting at the barbershop on Saturday morning as I always do I was sitting there actually talking with my man Mickey a big time Raider fan as well and I got the news saw the tweet from Adam Schefter a twist in Vegas. Cliff Kingsbury has withdrawn himself from consideration for the offensive coordinator job of the Raiders per his agent, Eric Burkhart. Regarding the Raiders and Cliff Kingsbury, contract talks broke down. And look, the thing about it is, and the unfortunate thing is, that 
Cliff Kingsbury is a guy that multiple teams wanted to talk to. So if he did not get the contract that he was looking for, and I don't know, I'll be 100% again transparent, I don't know what the contract negotiations look like. There's reports out there that the Raiders were trying to offer him two years. Uh, some are saying that you know there was three years. Uh, others just don't know. But when it comes to contract negotiations and when the agent puts it out, that's when you know it's about contract. I remember telling my guy, Mickey, immediately as soon as I saw that, if the agent's putting it out, that means he's got a better offer somewhere else. And it looks like he's going to end up being the offensive coordinator of the commanders there in Washington, uh, not to mention that they have the number two overall pick and they have a much better opportunity to get a quarterback like Caleb Williams, who he's very familiar with as he's coming over from USC. So uh, whenever the agent puts it out there, it is always contract uh, related. So I'm not too sure exactly what the holdup was. We don't know what Antonio Pierce's contract looks like. So I can't say that, oh, it wasn't a contract situation. It wasn't that they were only offering him two years because I don't know what Antonio Pierce got as far as years go on the contract. We have not been able to see it or get any details on it as of yet. That is definitely something to pay attention to, but it's unfortunate. Uh, I think Cliff Kingsbury is a sharp offensive mind, creative dude. I think he would have done some really good things with the Raiders, and now they shift their attention. And later on on Saturday, Jeremy Fowler, Albert Breer, and uh, Adam Schefter put out the Raiders are expected to hire former Bears offensive coordinator Luke Getze as their OC. Getze brings the run-heavy mentality that Pierce and new general manager Tom Telesco like. The Bears led the NFL in rushing in 2022, 177.3 yards per game, and finished second in 2023 with 141.1 yards. Now, that's good and all. The problem is that 657 of those yards that the, the Bears rushed for in 2023 came on the legs of uh, Justin Fields, the quarterback. He was their leading rusher in 2023. So you can look at that and say, yeah, they were second in rushing. That's awesome. They're going to have a really strong rushing attack. But most of it was based off the strength of the quarterback. So that, you know, that's something that you got to take into consideration. And the other problem with uh, Getzey and his offense the Bears were last in offense in 2022, 130 and a half yards passing uh, per game and 27th uh, last season in 2023 at 182.1. So they averaged 21.2 points per game. So the passing offense dead last in 2022 and 27th in 2023 and the rushing was really good. But again, you've got to take that with a grain of salt because a lot of that has to do with Justin Fields and his legs. And a lot of people said, oh, that means Justin Fields is going to go to the Raiders. No. No, that's actually a, a better sign that he's not going to be a Raider if Luke Getze officially does get signed. And, and, and who knows, by the, time, by the time you actually listen to it, it already might be a done deal records, right? It might be a sealed deal on Sunday, and Adam Schefter is already reporting it, for all I know. Again, recording this episode really early because of everything going on, my responsibilities on Media Row here in Las Vegas at Mandalay Bay. So we'll get into more conversations about the Luke Getze offense. I want you to hear from Courtney Cronin. We'll do that coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. But right now, I do want to shift my attention to a couple Hall of Famers that were on my radio show uh, late last week. It was awesome. Ronnie Lott and Marcus Allen and uh, had a really good conversation with them. They're, uh, they're a couple guys that are having a, a really good charity event going on uh, at Strip Stake inside of Mandalay Bay. Matter of fact, uh, Monday, uh, today, you know, this, this episode again is Monday's episode. So uh, one of the questions I asked Ronnie Lott was just about Antonio Pierce. So I just want you to hear Ronnie Lott's thoughts on Antonio Pierce and what he thought about the job he did as the interim head coach, the final nine games of the 2023 season. What did you think about the Raiders, the hiring of Antonio Pierce, and what he was able to do the last nine games uh, of the season as the interim coach? Well, first of all, I mean, we, congratulations. I mean, because, you know, to me, the effort of being able to get that done, and, and so you, he had to earn that. Think about that. He had to earn that. I've watched a lot of coaches, and some of them have never had to earn it. 
And so I, I look at that and I say to myself, man, he earned it. And then secondly, I look at this and I realize that, man, how lucky and how blessed is he that he can go out and lead men. You know, that's one of the most challenging things to do is to lead men. And I've always felt like that responsibility of being around coaches like John Robinson and being around, you know, Pete Carroll and being around other, you know, Bill Walsh and all these incredible coaches, Al Davis and others, you realize that it's about making them better. It's about making them better because you're going to find a way to let them know that there's more in them. And every time that I've been around great coaches, coaches that really are passionate, they do find a way to touch your soul. They find a way to touch your heart. So you know that whatever you're giving, you're giving your all. And, and, and a lot of times in sports, you know, you, you find a guy who takes a playoff. You find moments where guys don't play as hard. And, and to me, that's, it's it, it, it's it's sad because the game is about exhausting all of it. It's about giving all of it, and the great players try to find a way to give all of it all the time, and and that's what I learned. I mean, I, I used to look at Charlie Taylor from the Washington Redskins or Jim Brown, and from you know the Cleveland Browns, and you would look at those guys, and man, and you know that they were giving all they could to be able to showcase their talents and their skills. So there's Ronnie Lott talking about Antonio Pierce. How about Marcus Allen? Because these two guys, again, are putting this event together, again, going on a strip stake at Mandalay Bay. Uh, Marcus Allen, and uh, you'll hear the question about week 18. He was in the locker room following the win over the Denver Broncos. Uh, here's his thoughts on AP and just that whole locker room experience. You, you were in the locker room following week 18. The Raiders beat Denver. You saw the celebration. Other legends were in the locker room as well. What did that mean for you to be able to come back and see that and be a part of that as well? Well, I haven't seen anything like it. Uh, there was only a few times that we didn't make the playoffs, um, and even though we, you know, may have won a game, that was not the reaction. Um, that was a fantastic reaction. Um, I saw a quote the other day that was really interesting. I think uh, somebody, I think it was Julian Edelman, said, "We worked for Bill, but we played for Tom." Mm. Um, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Well, you know those 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 uh, players. You know, they work for the Raiders, but they play for AP. Right. I tell you that. And, they did uh, that. They really did, and and that showed. And what I saw was an an authentic, and it wasn't manufactured. It was nothing that was you know contrived or anything like that. It was authentic. Um, how those guys cared about each other how they were um they would run through a wall for their coach and remember you know they they didn't have anything really to play for but they played for each other they played for AP i think they knew what was at stake and you can see with the day that he took over the energy completely changed it did completely it, changed and it really and you did need, and i think sometimes we get so caught up in a coach that has x's and o's but we're in the people business, and you've got to be able to motivate. You've got to be able to inspire, and you've got to be able to talk to 53 different guys. Right. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't talk to everybody the same way, and he has that ability to sort of connect with every single guy. And, again, 
what I saw out there was guys were playing hard for him. They love playing. And, and that is a great place to start. You can, you can, you can get an X's and O guy as a, as a, um, as a coordinator, right? You can get an X's as a defensive coordinator stuff. But let me tell you, head coach got to be able to inspire people, and he does. So, you you know, you always got to make some time to have a couple Hall of Famers on the show, right? And that's what I'm expecting throughout the course of the week this week in Mandalay Bay. Uh, some bangers, that's what I call them, the gold jackets, right? Hall of Famers, that's what they are. Those are the guys that we go after, try to get as many of those guys on as possible throughout the course of the week. So looking forward to that. But I thought it was a good moment to have an opportunity to uh, ask Ronnie Lott and Marcus Allen their thoughts on Antonio Pierce. Coming up in segment number two, what to expect from Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator. You'll hear from Courtney Cronin from ESPN, who covers the Bears like a glove, and uh, we'll talk about it as well. We'll do that coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Before we do that, though, I do want to tell you about a couple great sponsors here at the Locked On Raiders podcast, including DoorDash. And just use DoorDash on Saturday night. I'm getting good at this DoorDash thing, right? I'm still not the one that makes the order, <laughs> right? I just, I just make the call to make the order, but I'm getting good at this DoorDash thing, right? Starting to really uh, be able to appreciate it a lot more. And you can as well if you're at the house like we were on Saturday night and uh, sitting around the house talking a little Raider football and watching some hoop games, some college basketball, and all of a sudden got a little hungry. It's like, man, hold on. I got to get some food. So uh, the good thing for us is we always have the same go-tos, uh, Grimaldi's or Pizza Rock. That's really a me thing. Uh, those are the two things that I really know really well that are close to the house that I like. So it's always like, wife. Wife, DoorDash something real quick. So uh, Saturday night, she jumped up quick, fast, in a hurry and was able to DoorDash some Grimaldi's, got a couple pizzas, got a salad. We were good to go, right? And you can do the same thing. Uh, you don't have to use the same same people all the time. We just, well, I do. I just happen to use the same ones. But you can have so many different varieties of what you want. Uh, they go all over. They can even go to the grocery store. If you need them to go pick up some groceries, they got you. But the key is you got to have the DoorDash app. So right now, if you don't have it, uh, get out of the Stone Age, get out of the queue mode and, and, and download the DoorDash app right now. You get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. Again, you got to download the DoorDash app. You got to use the promo code LOCK23. It's all one word. The, the word LOCKED. The number is 2-3. Subject to change. Terms apply. Again, download the DoorDash app. Enter the promo code LOCK23. You'll get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. I also want to tell you about eBay Motors. With passion, drive, and patience, that's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and a whole lot more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money is back. With eBay Motors, you're burning rubber. You're not burning cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. What to expect from Luke Getze. He was the offensive coordinator for two years there in Chicago. So it's funny. Last week at this time, last Monday, uh, I had some sound bites from uh, Courtney Cronin from ESPN on the show talking about Luke Getze as the offensive coordinator as we knew that the Raiders had interviewed him. Also had her talking about Justin Fields and could he be a franchise quarterback for another team? Well, now that we know that the Raiders are narrowing in and trying to work on contract negotiations when it comes to Luke Getze, 
Getsy to be their next offensive coordinator. Let's revisit that. Again, I kind of uh, had her on the show just to kind of get an idea of what Luke Getsy brings to the table. But again, now that it's right there on the on the, you know, I guess half yard line uh, for Luke Getsy to be the next offensive coordinator. Let's go back and hear what Courtney Cronin had to say about Getsy as an offensive coordinator. Check it out. I think that a fresh start for Getsy, like, you know, he was a young coordinator. He was, you know, he's in his, you know, mid thirties. He's had a chance to, you know, take a, take a look at this thing in totality, learned what worked with Justin Fields, learned what didn't work and realized too, that he wasn't coaching Aaron Rodgers anymore. And I don't think that that's, you know, necessarily a knock on him as a coach. It's just a development that you can ask one quarterback who's going to, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer eventually to do certain things, you know, do things a certain way that you can't ask younger quarterbacks. So the last two years and what they've developed, like there's a lot to be proud of, um, you know, for, for Luke Getze, for Andrew Janoco, for that entire staff that, you know, or the five that got let go. That's that's something I think that they can definitely that he can use in interviews to say, hey, I came in thinking this, I came out having learned this over the last two years. If you pair me with the right quarterback, and maybe it's not a rookie, maybe it is somebody with you know where the Raiders are drafting and what their draft capital situation looks like as far as giving up picks for a veteran. Maybe there is a veteran out there. Um, you know the the market this time around doesn't feel uh you know it certainly doesn't feel as as open in free agency just because right. there are so many quarterbacks that are sought after in the draft but you know if the Raiders are going to get a project then then maybe they do want to go with somebody I mean obviously Luke Getze has the play calling experience for the last two years which has to be looked at because he didn't have that the first time around so maybe that way is more you know favorable in his direction but it'll be you know I, I don't think that for I don't think the one experiment in Chicago and the way that the passing game never really married up with the run game. I mean, they were second in rushing. They were 27th in passing. Clearly, there's a disconnect there. That's got to be where he closes the gap at his next shot, whether it's as a coordinator again or, you know, going back into a quarterback's coach role before he gets another shot there. So you wouldn't pair him with Fields again is what you're saying. No, I. Uh, it's actually funny not to like not to uh, put this. Um, so we're we're doing a quarterback assignment, and like we had to like you know I had to field trade offers from my colleagues and all of that, and one of them actually was the Raiders. So when I saw that today, I texted my editor, being like, "Hey, if Getsy gets hired, we're changing this because I don't think that Vegas would pair him again with Justin Fields uh, if if Getsy was if hired. I cannot see that happening." So again, and I mentioned it in segment number one. That was Courtney Cronin from ESPN. She does a fantastic job covering uh, the Bears like a glove. She's on all kind of different shows uh, as well, around the horn and, and many others. First take, whatever the case is, she's all over it. Uh, does a great job. Really got a lot of respect for her. But you hear what she says. You know, with the run game, cool. But the passing game, he's got to figure that out. He's got to figure out how to narrow the gap. And that's my biggest question. This to me. Uh, even though, you know, we've seen offensive coordinators that we hear their name, we're like, yeah, that's not really that that great of a name. We've seen it work out. So I'm not saying that this can't work out, but it just feels like a pretty underwhelming hire, right? It doesn't sound like that, uh, you know, exciting, high-octane, high-fuel-octane uh, offense that we were looking for, right? And, and I'll say it, and, you know, I've said it multiple times that I thought one of the biggest things for AP to do this offseason was to hire that experienced offensive coordinator with a creative mind that could take your offense to the next level. Again, this might work out. I don't want to poo-poo on, on Luke Getze being hired if, in fact, he does officially get hired, but I just don't see that 
that creativity, that that experience that you really want to have. I mean, the experience that he had in Green Bay was with Aaron Rodgers. I throw that kind of stuff out the window because Aaron Rodgers is a different dude. The Raiders ain't got Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. Right now they've got Aiden O'Connell. I don't know what else they're going to do as far as the quarterback position goes. I don't know how they're going to revamp that quarterback room, but Aiden O'Connell is not, a, is not walking into the Hall of Fame as soon as he retires. I mean, based off what we saw his rookie year. Now, who knows? Maybe he takes off and he's fantastic. But Aaron Rodgers is a different animal. So anyone who gets jobs like Nathaniel Hackett got a job based off of Aaron Rodgers, it's kind of hard to judge because Aaron Rodgers is a different dude. So you have to look at it as, okay, the Raiders have an average quarterback, whoever that is, right? If it's a rookie, you know, he's proven nothing. If it's Aiden O'Connell, he's got one year under his belt, and that's it. Right. And even Jimmy G, I don't think he's going to be around. But even if it was Jimmy G, it's like, okay, average quarterback. What can you do with him? So I'm not, you know, super excited about this hire. Uh, I want to see more about it. You know, I want to learn more. I want to see what he brings to the table. I want to see how much he learned. Right. And the thing about it is, and you heard Courtney at the end, a lot of people think that, you know, maybe that means that Justin Fields is going to be the, the Raiders quarterback. And I would say, just like she said, absolutely not. She was putting together a tra- trade proposals and she had the Raiders training for Justin Fields until she heard about the uh, interview for Luke Getzey. And she was like, oh, yeah, never mind. That's not going to happen. So I don't know, you know, what what the, the quarterback situation is going to be for the Raiders. But what I do feel pretty confident saying is it's not going to be Justin Fields. So that also takes me to the next, you know, my next conversation. What will they do? What can they do with the quarterback? Right. If Luke Getzey couldn't figure it out with Justin Fields, who obviously has. Uh, ability to to run uh, as he led the the Bears in rushing in 2023, uh, you know, but he couldn't figure it out with his arm. So is he not able to to coach up a, a you know a quarterback with those kind of traits? Does he have to have a pocket passer? Does that mean that the Raiders have to turn their attention to like a Kirk Cousins or something like that? I, I don't know. I have no idea, and that's why this is interesting. It's funny when I saw that tweet on Saturday. I just quote tweeted and said "interesting," and I was like, "What's so interesting about this? This sucks." Well, what I'm interested in is is how they went from Cliff Kingsbury to Luke Getze, right? Because these, to me, are two different two different styles, two different approaches. So, what made Getze the next guy up, or was it a settle? And you never want to settle. That's the one thing that you just don't want to do. If they settled for for Getze just because they think, well, he'll agree to the contract negotiations, that's a problem, right? That's that's not going to help you win at all. Now, if they think that he has some really good ideas and he's going to help open up this offense, okay, cool. Now, I know that he's somewhat well-respected around the NFL, but I also know what he's done the last two years in Chicago, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't overwhelming, right? It was very underwhelming, as a matter of fact. So I'm not a huge fan of the hire. I uh, really kind of thought it was more of a – Hey, let's interview this guy just to get a few ideas from him. Maybe get a little background on, on Justin Fields. Didn't really think that he was going to be the guy that they were going to go with, but it sounds like um, that's that's going to be their their next dude up. So they interviewed a bunch of guys, but a bunch of guys have already gotten jobs. You know, so maybe like I said, they have to settle for this one. It's going to have to be one of those, I guess, wait and see how it turns out. Just because a guy failed one place. Uh, doesn't mean that he's going to be a failure another place. But again, it's not it's not an endorsement of, oh, man, look out. This offense is going to be fantastic. I'll continue to do my due diligence and do some work, especially this week on uh, Radio Row, be able to talk to a lot of folks. Everyone that I can imagine will be right in one building. <laughs> so I could talk to a lot of different people about, you know, what Getsy brings to the table and what to expect. But 
Uh, again, I'm not super uh, o- o- like over the moon about this hire if, in fact, they do go ahead and make that official like a referee's whistle. But there you go. Courtney Cronin from ESPN kind of giving us a little bit of thoughts on what to expect from Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator. Coming up in segment number three, what are your thoughts on the hire? What are your thoughts on the quarterback position? Got a lot of feedback over the weekend at 707-654-4693. We'll do that. Coming up in segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Before we do that, though, do want to tell you about the title sponsor of today's show, which is FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. And if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three, even if your team is not playing in the Super Bowl like the Raiders, right? You can still get W's. How? Well, you can bet on who's going to win Super Bowl 58, but you could also bet on what players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and a whole lot more. New customers join today. You'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more of FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts. You're off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Barry from Baltimore. He's calling to talk about the potential hiring of Luke Getze as the offensive coordinator. And he wants to share his thoughts. Here he is, Barry from Baltimore. What up, Q? This is uh, Barry from Baltimore. I uh, just wanted to call in and a uh, couple of thoughts in regards to the uh, offensive coordinator. Um, you know, it's a shame that we did lose out on uh, Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, I don't know what he would have done, but, you know, it seemed like it would have been a right hire, and it seemed like it's who they wanted. I don't know what happened with the contract negotiations or whatever, but obviously it didn't work out. That's just how business goes, I guess. Um but this hiring is supposedly of Luke Getze. Oh my man. One of the last offensive coordinators I wanted them to hire. And I hope this doesn't, you know, eventually cost AP his job. I mean, maybe he'll get another chance with another OC, but I don't see this working out. Now, let me say this. I'm a fan. I don't know anything. I watch the games. That's about it. But just my opinion, what's out there, what I read, I know it, you know, could not mean nothing, but. To me, it sounds like he got a job because he worked with Aaron Rodgers. You know, same thing that happened with Hackett. He was horrible um, as a coach and horrible as a coordinator for the Jets this year. Um, just, you know, I hope it works out, but it, uh, it's so underwhelming. I mean, he did not make any of his offensive players better, you know. Now, some people are going to blame it on the quarterback fields and this, and I get that, but, I mean, play to his strengths. It took him almost a year and a half, maybe more than that, to play to their strengths. I don't know if that's a head coaching thing over there in Chicago. Could be. You know, like I said, could be wrong. Just just so underwhelming. I mean, the Raiders just do stuff that's just not typical and it doesn't work out. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm trying to I'm trying to uh talk myself in this uh Ted Telasco uh, or Tom Telasco hire, but that's another one. I mean he just got he got fired and, and he got hired right away after we destroyed him and you know, and they lost his job. Now he does draft well, in the first round, I get that, and you know, he doesn't build depth, so that's an issue. And also, um, you know, with that, he, uh, you know, he, he, I don't know. We'll just see. I mean, we'll see if that works out. But you know, just like you know, if you have a, a my worries with the defense of of head coach like an AP is he has to nail the offensive coordinator, and doesn't seem like he did that. I mean, I don't know. Could be wrong. Like I said, 
Um, I'm just, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, I'm hoping for the best, but this does not seem good, you know, and it's just, it's going to be one of those issues we're going to talk about all season. What are our concerns? Well, it's going to be the offense. And, you know, every year we talk about the offensive line. They did pretty decent the year before. The defense, they did good this year. So hopefully we're wrong. Uh, just my opinion on it, man. Just wanted to call in on that. But, uh, yeah, definitely not, uh, happy about it. But I, of course, I always hope for the best with the Raiders. All right, I'm out. Go Raiders. Barry, thanks for the call. Appreciate you, my man. And yeah, it's definitely an uninspiring hire for sure. Like, it could work out in the long run. Like, Bill Musgrave. I wasn't excited when the Raiders hired Bill Musgrave, and it turned into having a really good offense. So, I don't want to, like, completely poo-poo on it and say, oh, man, this is going to suck. The Raiders are going to be terrible. Offense is going to be a no-show. I don't want to do that because I want to give the guy a chance. But I'm like you. I'm not really inspired, right? It just it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like the, the right situation. You go from Cliff Kingsbury, which is one style, to a whole nother one. That's, that's my biggest question. You know, if it was Cliff Kingsbury to someone else that had an offense similar to that, then okay, it would make more sense, right? You transition from one guy to the other. That's the style that you're looking for. But Cliff to, to Luke Getze just feels a lot different, right? Um, you know, as far as Tom Telesco goes, I think that was all an experience thing. Uh, MD didn't want to go with two guys that had no experience at the head coaching position and the GM. And they've done the no experience GM thing from Reggie McKenzie to Mike Mayock to Dave Ziegler to, you know, if it had been Champ Kelly, it would have been Champ Kelly. So I think that he really was uh, looking for a guy with experience. And that's one thing Telesco has is plenty of experience. So I think that'll be okay. I'm interested in this OC uh, hire because this really, to me, is probably the most important hire for the Raiders this offseason outside of, obviously, the head coach uh, and the GM. But this OC, I feel like they really got to get it right. Thanks so much for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. And, again, let's just hope it all works out. Up next, got a text from Matt in Northern California. Says, thank you. The year before Patrick Graham was hired, his team ranked 23rd in scoring defense. For many, it was an uninspiring hire. Raider Nation gave Graham a chance, and now most of us are incredibly pleased with his body of work. Let's all attempt to give Luke Getze the opportunity to win us over in a similar fashion. Love the show. It's Matt Northern California. You bring up a great point. And I'll say this. I was excited about Patrick Graham because I saw what he did in New York. And when he was able to really get the guys in place, he did some good things. And he was even interviewed for a head coaching job. So I was excited when they hired him. But then the first year as the, as the Raiders defensive coordinator, I was like, oh, man, <laughs> this isn't working out very well. But then you saw what happened last season. And now all of a sudden he's coming around, and, man, the defense is cooking with grease, right? Between him and AP, I think they got that defense where it needs to be. Obviously, it could still be improved, but it's, it's definitely in the right direction. So, yeah, Getsy could be that guy. He very will. But just like I mentioned Bill Musgrave, he could easily be that guy. But, again, right now on the surface, especially going from one style to the other, it's just – it's pretty uninspiring, but I think that you have the, I think you have the right idea, right? Just give the guy a chance. Let's hear what his ideas are. Let's see what the Raiders do as far as personnel. That's also going to be a big factor. Who's going to be their quarterback? Is it going to be Aiden O'Connell? Is it going to be other, right? Because as far as I'm concerned, I don't know. It's, it's up in the air. I really don't. Like Cliff Kingsbury, if he had been the offensive coordinator, I feel like you have a pretty good idea of what to expect as far as a quarterback or what he's looking for for the quarterback. I don't know what Lou Getzey wants as a quarterback. I just don't know him enough again gonna do my re research and learn out as learn as much as possible but he had success in green bay with aaron Rodgers. i would have success in, in green bay with aaron Rodgers, right didn't have a success in chicago with justin fields so what is it that he wants what is it that he's looking for matt thanks so much for the text my man definitely appreciate you up next got a call from army raider he's calling to share his thoughts on the getsy hire and let's just say he's not very impressed <laughs> and here's why here's army raider thank you two boy army raider found out we're hiring Getsy as offensive coordinator, and I gotta say that's just a terrible hire for a few reasons. Um, I know 
everyone, and I'm sure you'll probably say as well, his rushing numbers and how great they were, and the Raiders want to be a rushing team. But here's the issue with that. If you take out Justin Fields' rushing numbers, they go from being second to 22nd at only 102 yards a game. So the rushing numbers are extremely inflated from the quarterback position. Um, and we don't exactly have a running quarterback. Um, I'll also add that his understanding of pass concepts in the passing game are just absolutely terrible. And we're in a now passing league in the NFL. So, I mean, all the names that were thrown out, we arguably got the worst option. And I think that could definitely be the handcuff for um, our new head coach and his coaching staff. And I also think that, you know, it's not good to bring in a quarterback, excuse me, an offensive coordinator who's not very good with quarterbacks especially pocket-passing quarterbacks and not running quarterbacks. Anyways, a bit frustrating. Love your thoughts. Army Raider out. Army Raider, thanks so much for your service, first and foremost. Thanks for the call as well. And, yeah, man, the rushing yards is something that I brought up a couple times. You know, uh, it's it's definitely skewed, right, because of the running ability of the quarterback. Again, in 2023, Justin Fields was the leading rusher for the Bears, 657 yards. So, yeah, they were second in rushing. But if you take away those yards, if you, t- you know, just – have an average quarterback, you know, maybe a little bit over 100 yards for the, the season or whatever, your, your, your rushing numbers are going to look totally different. So I, I like the breakdown that you, that you had there. All I know is what AP said in his introductory press conference. You got to find a way to score 24 points. That's, that's got, if you score 24 points, you're at least giving the team a chance to win games. If you can't score 24 points, which, by the way, last season, Getsy's offense only averaged 21 points a game you're not going to have a chance to win too many games. You've got to be able to consistently score about 24. I'd like to see him score closer to 28. That's me being a little greedy, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with saying that, but you've got to be able to score some points, man. I mean, that, that the defense can do everything it can, but if you can't put any, any points up on the board like we saw against Minnesota, the Raiders literally lost that game 3-0, <laughs> right? I mean, I still to this day, even though I know that was many games ago, season's been over, it's like, Q, get over it. I still can't believe what I witnessed sitting there in the press box at Allegiant Stadium. They literally lost 3-0. Like, the defense held the, the Vikings to three points, and the Raiders couldn't score a point. Like that, again, I know I should get over it and move on, but I still can't believe that. Like, nothing? They didn't score a point? <laughs> That's wild. That's wild. Now, they turned it around four days later and put up 63 on the Chargers, but, uh, yeah, man, that was one of those that's just – it's still unexplainable for me, especially coming off a of bye week, and I don't want to uh, bring up old stuff, <laughs> start getting angry here, so I'm not going to do that, but, man, that still didn't make any sense. Thanks for the call. I appreciate you. Up next, got a text from Mike in Buffalo. He says, hey, Q, Mike from Buffalo here. Wondering what the cap hit and actual cash hit for Jimmy G will be in 2024. I know there's a way to release him after June 1st and spread out the hit over two years, but what's the actual cash – He's guaranteed. Here's my thought. If the Raiders have to pay him a big chunk of cash anyway, if that's the case, wouldn't it make sense to keep him as a veteran backup option, draft another guy, let Aiden O'Connell and the new guy battle it out, and have Jimmy G in the room as a veteran to teach and be in the case emergency break glass option? He seems to be a team guy who would help and not be a distraction. I'm guessing some of the decision has to do whether he wants a shot to start again, but does this option make sense financially? Thanks, Q. Keep up the awesome work. That's Mike and Buffalo. Thanks for the text. I do appreciate that. And yeah, it would probably make sense to try to hold on to Jimmy, but he's going to be making too much money. Like he's supposed to be getting about $28 million over the next couple of years. Uh, you know, and I, I, I do believe if they cut him, it's a, I want to say it's a $24 million cap hit. 
24 to $28 million cap hit if they cut them uh, or release them after June 1st. If they designate that, they'll split it up between two years. Uh, he told us after the season in the in the final little press, not press conference, but the, the locker room action that we had, he was the only player that actually talked to us in the locker room on that fi- Monday following the Broncos game. Like nobody else was in the locker room, but he did come out and talk and he let it be known that he wants to start. He wants to get an opportunity to get out there on the grass and be a starter. So I don't think if he's not given that opportunity with the Raiders, he'd want to do that. Now, he did take a massive pay cut to stay with the 49ers when they said that they were going to try to trade him. So maybe maybe he would restructure his contract. I just don't think at that price that Jimmy G is worth sticking around. I think you can get another veteran quarterback and have him just in the ro- on the roster and in the room at a much better price. So uh, we'll see what happens. I think Jimmy G wants to go somewhere where he has a chance to be a starter. Now, the question is, is there a team in the league that wants him to be a starter? That's the other thing. Again, anyone who, who picks up Jimmy G and has him on the roster has to realize everything that we talked about when it comes to Jimmy the whole time he's been a Raider is his availability, and he really doesn't have that much availability. So uh, there's a lot there. He's definitely a pro's pro. He's definitely not going to ever be a distraction. Like, I got to give him a ton of credit for that. Uh, he didn't get upset and angry when AP made Aiden O'Connell the starter. Uh, actually, he helped Aiden O'Connell a lot. And it's funny because I asked him about that uh, in the locker room on that Monday. I said, you know, what was that like? I mean, that's that's got to be a new experience for you. And he said it was, but, you know, I'm going to do what I got to do. You know, I'm going to try to help the guy out. If he's going to be the, the quarterback, at least try to give him a little bit of knowledge and help him out. So he's always going to be a pro's pro, and no players are going to ever be angry at him or not like him. Uh, and that was to my surprise as well. I didn't know what to expect from Jimmy G. So he seems like a good dude, seems like a great teammate, just doesn't seem like a quarterback that I think is real, really worth it to be on the Raiders roster. But again, that's just me. So uh, thanks so much for that text. I do appreciate you. And I think that's all I got time for. Let's go ahead and get one more call in. Huh? Why not? Uh, Jacob in Hanford. He's calling to talk about Kingsbury backing out. He's heard stories and he has his own theory on why. Here he goes. Jacob in Hanford. What's up, Q? This is Jacob from Hanford. Just got the news about Cliff Kingsbury. And uh, wow, another crazy Raider venture. But I mean, we're used to this. But uh, I had something to say. There's a bunch of. Uh, I mean, there's an official story that's going out, like Adam Schefter reports that it has to do with the contract and some of the details that got out there said that Kingsbury wanted a third year and the Raiders were only going to give him two. I know I'm not an insider, but I know for 100% sure, I know 100% that that is not what happened. Mark Davis has proven time and time again that he's willing to sell the house to make the Raiders a successful organization. He's going to do whatever it takes. He's not – Cliff Kingsbury isn't not going to be a Raider because Mark Davis wasn't willing to give him one more year on the contract. That's just not how it was going to work. I think I, – I mean, this is conspiratorial Jacob speaking right now, but I think Cliff Kingsbury really wanted to go and get Caleb Williams. And maybe for a second the Raiders might have been on board, and then they switched it up, and then Kingsbury said, no, I'm out, sorry. And that's why the commanders want him now, because the commanders are at two. And the rumor is, I don't know how true it is, but the rumor is that Caleb's not going to go to the Bears. So if he wants to go back to his hometown to Washington and Kingsbury's, you know, wanting to follow him, then that makes sense why Washington would be all of a sudden interested in Kingsbury. So, I don't know. That's my two cents. Let me know what you think. All right, Q. Appreciate what you do. Take it easy. Great Jacob, thanks for the call, my man. And, yeah, that's something that I kind of alluded to in segment number one about the whole couple years thing here and couple years there. And that very well could be the, the, the reason, right? I'm not, I'm not going to say that MD was offering him a five-year deal because, well, he's unproven. 
right? So I, I could see that, you know, he, he well, not him unproven because he's shown what he could do as far as a play caller, but AP, I don't know what AP's contract looks like. And so most of the time you try to tie these coordinators together with the head coach. Uh, you know, I know that with Gruden, uh, all the assistants got long-term deals. I know with Josh McDaniels, all the assistants got long deals. But remember, he's still paying McDaniels and he's still paying the the guys that didn't, you know, di- didn't get retained from the team. So I could see them saying, you know what, we're going to give AP a couple-year deal, see what he can do, see if he really is that that head coach moving forward, and we'll give his assistants a couple-year deal as well. And some assistants might say, like at Cliff Kingsbury, like, hey, hold on, I got other teams that want me. I don't need to take a two-year deal. I'm looking at a four- or five-year deal or a three-year deal like you mentioned. So I could totally see that being the reason. So I'm not going to deny that that is. I don't know. But your other point when you talk about Washington, yeah, that's that's a thing. That's a thing, and he's definitely going to be in Washington. I do believe they have an opportunity now to go and trade up to go get Caleb Williams or uh, maybe you know maybe the, the Bears in there at number one, they decide to do something else. But I think that Cliff is in a much better position if he does, uh, in fact, take the job with Washington to get with Caleb Williams, who he's obviously very familiar with as uh, last year he was at USC as a as a quality control offensive assistant you know one of those not really coaches on the field but a guy that's you know around the program and and helping out with the team as well so thanks so much for that call i do appreciate you that's all i got time for on today's show still got a text from raider joe we'll get to that uh tomorrow get some more calls as well we'll get some more uh you know hopefully some really good stuff from radio row not only today but throughout the course of the week and uh we'll bring it here on the lockdown raiders podcast and maybe the official uh signing of luke getsy as the offensive coordinator as well so until then Raider Nation take care of yourself take care of your family love on your family most importantly as always just win baby